Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth. This is Pastor Simpson. I want you to go to the book of the Revelation today, the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And I want to look at one verse of Scripture to start with this on this podcast. And I believe that the podcast subject today will be a real blessing. Revelation 21 and verse number 5. The Bible said, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. I'm interested in that phrase, I make all things new. Hey, it's a new day. It's a new day. This is podcast number 34, episode 34, and it's a new day. I love the newness that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. A few years ago, I traded trucks. I had a 2003 Ford truck, and I traded it and bought a 2008 Toyota Tundra. I still got it today. It's uh, 14 years old, and um, it wasn't new. It had 100,000 miles on it the day I purchased it. It wasn't new by any stretch, but you know what? It was new to me. It was, and here's the thought. It was not new in time, but it was new in relation to the old truck that I had. That's the word new here in Revelation 21.5. And it's the word that is used in the Greek most of the time translated new in the New Testament. In fact, 22 times you find that term in the Gospels and in the epistles. It's the Greek word kahinos, and it means this, new as contrasted with the old. New as contrasted with the old, new in character, new in distinction, new in nature. It simply means this, something that is different, changed, or fresh. And it's a new day. I want to look today at the newness that we have in Christ. I love the scripture over there in the book of Romans chapter 6. I quote it when I baptize a new believer into the body of Christ. Uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, that we're buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. It's the same word contrasted with the old. And I want to look at four things that are new for the believer in Christ. The first thing we have when you contrast with the old is you have a new covenant. In fact, the New Testament, that's exactly what it means, a new covenant. You know, when Jesus came to this world and was born of a virgin and he had his ministry on earth, the ministry of Jesus Christ brought a totally new era and economy to the world of religion. He emphasized that when he told his disciples over there in Matthew 26, 28, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And you know, John the beloved underlined that too when he said the law was given by Moses, 
but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. This new covenant, this new testament is the essential basis for our Christian experience. It is the single axis on which on which the world of spiritual blessings revolve. It is the new bottle that contains that fresh wine of the gospel. Now, it's true that the new covenant is not new in time because you can go back as far as Jeremiah talked about the New Testament. He was going to bring a new covenant in Jeremiah 31, 31. It's not new in time, but it is new in the fact that it contrasts the old. The new covenant brought into effect uh, the... Uh, what Jesus brought into effect, it contrasts with the Old Testament. It's new in distinction. It's new in nature. Uh, what the writer of Hebrews said, it is a better covenant established with better promises, better than the old, superior in quality and in value. And we're under a new covenant today. All things are new. We're under a new creation today. You think about this. The Bible talks about uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Under the old economy, atonement had to be made for sins every single year. But through the new covenant, we have the promise of complete forgiveness. Under the old covenant, they just had their sins covered. But under the new covenant, the New Testament, we have our sins cleansed and washed away in the blood of Jesus the Lord said this in Hebrews 8, 12, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Our old life is taken away and the Lord makes new people out of us. The Apostle Paul explained it this way, old things are passed away, all things are become new. And because we're under a new covenant, the old covenant no longer has authority over us. We're not restricted to a list of do's and don'ts for salvation because it's not by works of righteousness. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I know there's folks that would say, oh, that's just too good to be true. Uh, that just makes the Christian life too easy. That's just a, a license to go out and sin and live how you want to. Oh, no, that's not so. We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't cut me off just yet. But I will tell you this, according to the Lord Jesus' words, he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you can't get like those Galatians who were bound up in a system of do's and don'ts. We've got to learn that in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. We are under a new covenant with a new creation. And because of that, we have a new commandment. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he set forth the basic rule of his kingdom. And here's the words. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Now, we all agree that law, that commandment is not new in time but it is new in the contrast of the old. Because when Jesus summarized the law of Moses, he taught that one of the two greatest commandments was, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
But here's the difference. Why is it new, preacher? Because saying love and showing love are two totally different things. You can say I love you, but unless you show I love you, it doesn't matter. And in that, we have the great example of our Lord Jesus. Because he not only said I love you, he showed he loves us by his sacrifice. And that we have a new covenant, we have a new creation, and we have a new commandment that we're to love one another as Christ loved. How is that with that agape, self-sacrificing love, which, by the way, is absent so many times in this world that we live in? We have a dog-eat-dog world. We have a world that is self-centered. The spirit of Antichrist is already in the world working. The selfishness, the self-promotion, the self-centeredness, that is not Christianity. I say it again, that is not Christianity. We have a new commandment. And because of that, we have a new constraint. In the Old Testament, the Jews lived righteous for fear of death. They were constrained and compelled to live righteous because of the demands of the law. That's not so in the new life in the New Testament. While we're not under the harsh demands of the first covenant, I will say we're not without supervision. But we are dominated by a new constraint. We are dominated by a new compulsion, a new power, and that is the love of Christ. Because the Apostle Paul said, the love of Christ constraineth us in 2 Corinthians 5.14. We're not constrained today by the law. We are constrained by love. And Romans 5.5, Paul said again, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. We don't live right because we have to. We live right because we want to. That's the new life. That's the new life. A new covenant, a new creation, a new commandment, and a new constraint. It's interesting how the Bible concludes with a barrage of text in which the word new is found. What is he trying to tell us? The Christian life is fresh. The Christian life is new. These last verses of the Revelation remind us that our future state will be just as new as our present experience. In Revelation 2 and 3, we read about a new name. In Revelation 5, we hear that there is a new song. In Revelation 21, we read of a new heaven and a new earth. And in Revelation 21, verse 2, we see a new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. And then in our text verse we read right at the beginning, we finally hear those words, I make all things new. Hey, it's a new day if you're a child of God. Old things are passed away. All things are becoming new. It's a new day. If you failed God yesterday, if you failed your fellow man yesterday, it's a new day. Go out today and be salt. Go out today and be light. If you're listening to this in the evening, you've got a whole day ahead of you tomorrow that the Lord has given you as a gift to go out and help purify this world by being salt. Help lighting this world up by being the light of the world. Let's be a testimony. It's a new day. We're under a new covenant. We're a new creation. We have a new commandment. 
We have a new constraint, not bound by the law, but we are free in the love of Christ. It's a new day. Go out and make the most of it. Until the next podcast of Treasures of Truth, this is Pastor Jeremy Simpson.